good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Whatever time frame you'll be listening to this official podcast, this is your host, your boy, Brother D, with another Generational Changes official podcast where we do things inspirational and spiritual. Today, I'm coming to you all with a word uh, from the Lord. Um, I know this was supposed to be Wednesday's word. Really, it was supposed to be this week's word. And so, um, my apologies for not, you know, coming on Wednesday and giving this word, but I'm going to give it today. Amen. To God be the glory. And another thing I did want to announce, I want to say happy one year anniversary to Anchor, to Podcast, to Spotify. I want to thank Spotify for allowing me to use their app to post my podcast it has been an honor and a privilege, and I am very elated to be able to share in the Word of God. You know, one thing that I know, the Bible, I mean, there's many commandments in the Bible, but one thing that God has commanded us to do as believers um, is for us, as soon as we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, He encourages us to spread the good news. What is the good news? The gospel of Jesus Christ. And he commands us to do it in all of Judea and Samaria um, and every nation. And I just believe that God has called each and every one of you listeners and followers to a nation. Um, amen. Even to the community that you've been delivered out of. And he's sending you back to deliver others out of the same type of situation that you were in because they don't want to be in it anymore. But in order for God to do that, he, to us, for us, through us and in us, he has to strengthen us so that we'll be ready to go back in because he's not going to send us back into those territories if we're not spiritually ready and we have to be spiritually ready. And I mean, this podcast isn't just for, you know, intercession, you know, and I know God has called me to the ministry of intercession. But this podcast isn't just to build up the intercessors. Um, It's also um, here to encourage the body of Christ because we're all intercessors. You know, we don't have to have the title of minister, of prophet, of apostle. We don't have to have the fivefold ministry titles. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're a deacon or if you're an armor bearer or an usher, no matter what, we're all called to be ministers of the light. That means we all have the Word of God in us as long as we're studying the Word of God daily. And um, I know a lot of people say to me, well, Deshaun, you're in the Word 24-7. And um, I'm not in the Word 24-7, but I do have the Word in me, you know. I'm, I'm not in the Word as much as I would like to be, but I do get in the word because I have to have the word of God to keep me daily. It strengthens me. And that's where I get my strength from, not just in prayer, but also in the word of God. So I want to encourage you that if you believe that God has called you to spread the gospel on either any of your social media platforms or even on, you know, podcasts, get your own podcast. You know, one of the men of God that God has allowed me to, you know, combine with and, you know, um, be able to, um, how I want to say it, join forces with, let's put it that way. Um, He has his own podcast now and he's doing an amazing thing because I introduced him to podcasts. So, you know, 
And another thing I want to come on, and I just want to thank each and every person throughout the first quarter of of this of this year, and even throughout the whole year, I want to thank those that came on, who prayed with me during the time of intercession, and who came on and ministered under the um, anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want to thank you all for coming on and doing so. And you guys know who you are. I'm not going to mention your name, but you know who you are individually. And I tell you, throughout this year, um, even though it has been a year, but I tell you, throughout this whole year. God has been speaking. Holy Spirit has been speaking. Jesus himself has been speaking. There, there has been a mighty move of God on every session um, of episode. God has something to say differently every session of every episode. And there has been prophetic um, confirmation, decrees, and prophetic words from the Lord himself throughout this whole entire Year And so it has been an amazing year. God's hand has moved and I know God is going to do more great things. And I also want to and I also want to tell you guys something else. We're not stopping here and we're not stopping now. As long as God gives me breath in my body to come on and minister the word of God to his people, I will do so. And, you know, I thank God for this platform. I believe even um, my um, pastor's wife, um, prophetess, she even said that God is using, you know, me to use this platform to evangelize. So my prayer, you know, as I come on and minister the word of God by way of the Holy Spirit, because I know I can't do it by myself, can't. Uh, my prayer daily is that the Lord will use me to convert those that are saved to a stronger relationship with them, but to not only that, but to pull in more souls. You know, my other prayer is that those that listen who are unbelievers will become believers. Those that are listening who are in other religious beliefs will um, 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 leave those beliefs and join Christianity, you know, that, you know, a life will be saved, that a sinner will give that life to you. I, I just have so many prayers when it concerns to this podcast, because I know God is doing something great. The many testimonies that I hear from these podcasts, that what keeps me going, that what keeps me um, from getting on, that, that what keeps me from coming on here and want to, you know, it, it, it you guys know what I'm trying to say. Basically, what I'm trying to say is it keeps me going. You know, because I, I tell you guys, and this is before I get into the word today. I tell you guys, there have been times when I've come on podcasts and I haven't been on the right. I haven't. I'm not in my right mindset. There are times when I'm not sure. There's times when I'm not feeling like it. And I'm really not. But it's not about a feeling and it's not about me. It's about God's word being preached. His word is being said, and God getting the glory and the praise out of it. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to say, you know. So, um, like I said, thank you all. And um, like I said, you know, God be the glory. I pray that you guys got what I was trying to say. I know I was kind of a little, you know, iffy about what I was saying. I was trying to, you know, say the right things. But anyways, but you guys know what I was trying to say. So, yeah. But anyway, I just want to get those accolades out the way and say all of that. Uh, we're not going to get to the theme scripture today, but starting in um, next month, November, we're going to start back re 
announcing the uh, reannouncing the scripture. You all know the scripture. Um, so we're going to um, start back quoting the scripture every time I come on and give a lesson. Amen. Because I don't want to skip over the scripture because the scripture is always important in everything that we do. And it is. So let's get on into it. You all know we do things here, inspirational and spiritual. And today we're going to be talking about, I posted about this topic Um, I think it was in the beginning of this week, and we're going to be talking about it tonight. And this topic is talking about um, form of godliness. I was actually supposed to have someone on here with me to do this, but um, apparently, I guess that person backed out. But to God be the glory, God is still going to get the praise, whether it's me by myself or with another person. It's going to be fine. And then we're going to end this um, episode with intercession we're going to pray about some things and all of that good stuff. So um, let's get on into it. So we're going to be talking about form of godliness. And I, I, I tell you, um, you know, God brought this up in my spirit. And I just believe that this is exactly where God wants us at. Amen. I believe it. So today's scripture reading will be coming from... The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. But we're going to mainly focus on verse 5, but we're going to read 5 through 7. And it basically says, and this is the King James Version. And it basically says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. For such turn away. For of this sort are they which... Creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, laid away with divers lust, every learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That was powerful right there. And it was. Amen. And then we're going to read the NLT version. And the NLT version says, They will act religious. They will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Y'all hear that, right? They are the kind who work their ways into people's homes and win the confidence of virtual Uh, vulnerable, there we go, women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. Wow. The New Living Translation is very, 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 very powerful. That's more in-depth. That's really what form of godliness is right there that says it all right there of what the form of godliness is and the reason why we're talking about this is because God wants to expose the spirit that operates when it comes down to form of godliness and I know I was talking to my grandmother one day about this about concerning my uncle um and I was like you know I believe you know he 
you know, well, a, well, a certain family member um, had, you know, a form of godliness. And she asked me, you know, what was a form? What is that? What is form of godliness? And form of godliness is basically what it says in the scripture. You know, it's a person who act religious, you know, who, you know, speak these mighty things, who declares Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you know, who goes around and wears crosses. You know, now, you know, Christians are wearing crosses. You know, I wear mine too, so, you know. Um, but anyways, you know, and not, and not just Christian wear crosses, anybody wear crosses. Nowadays, anybody's a Christian, you know. But the thing is, their ways are not of God. They confess Jesus Christ as Lord. They say, oh, I serve Jesus. And then, and then a lot of people really think that. Just because you go to church every Sunday or just because you go to Bible study Wednesday nights or you go to prayer services whenever you have your prayer services. Maybe it's a Friday night. I don't know. Or they go to these big conferences or they go to these big prophetic conferences. And then you have Kojic churches where they think if you were all white. If you got long nails, long eyelashes, these big hats and these long dresses or these nice suits. That that's holiness. That's not holiness. That's not righteousness. That is a religious spirit living in those bodies and in the church. First of all, the Bible never said that holiness was based upon what you wear. Because if we realize when Jesus walked the earth, when all in the synagogues, he didn't come dressed in fine linen and, 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 and had a whole entourage. He came dressed like the rest of them were. And they knew him not. And then half of the people that were in the synagogues, they were religious people. And it's funny how they confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But the man... Himself, Jesus himself was sitting, was, well, not just sitting, but he was standing right in front of them and they denied him. They wanted him dead. They crucified the one they said they love so much, the one that they worship so much, the one that they praise so much, the one that they, you know, worshiped so much on a Sabbath day. They called, they, 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 said they thought that he did witchcraft. They probably called him a witch. And they did not realize that they were crucifying the one that they said that they love and they serve. They had a form of godliness. And even the things that they were doing in the church selling, you know, I, I think it was gold and all of that in the church. It's a lot of people in the world today who have a form of godliness. They have a form of godliness. They think that, oh, it's Sunday. Go to church. Hallelujah. You know, shouting, speaking in tongues, all of that stuff. They think that it, that, that that's it. It's, it's more... Than just that. Shouting ain't going to get you into heaven. Speaking in tongues ain't going to get you into heaven. 
Giving money ain't going to get you into heaven. None of those things that you do inside the church is automatically going to get you into heaven. It's the way you live your life outside of the church walls that gets you into heaven. Whether you're living holy or living righteous. Because you can still go to church, live holy, being nice, being sweet, having the characteristics and the fruits of the spirit of the Holy Spirit and of God. But you can cuss like a sailor. Sleep around with this one and that one. You know? And all of that stuff. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, condemning or bashing anybody. I'm not because, like I said, we all got our own struggles. We all have our own addictions. But at the same time, they're not our own. They don't belong to us. Jesus died on the cross so that we can be set free and delivered from those things. Those things don't have power over us. We give them power over us. If we command the enemy to flee, the enemy has to flee because of who we are. And the thing is, people of God, we don't want to continue to do our little thing. Well, grace and mercy is covering me. Grace and mercy, yes, is efficient, but grace and mercy don't last forever. There's going to be a day when grace and mercy is no longer available for the believer. And as I'm talking to, you know... Y'all, I'm talking to myself as well. It's so much going on in the church and it's crazy. So much. And people are more focused on themselves and what they got on, that what they got going on, not noticing that there's a whole dying world out there. They sing this song, the home of the free and the brave. But this world, this nation is not free. This world is in captivity. The enemy wants people to think. They want America to think that this world is, 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 is free. This world has been captive by sin for years. It's sin in the family. It's sin in the family bloodline. Generational curses in the family. Generational curses in the bloodline. Word curses in the family. Word curses in the bloodline. There's so much going on. Disobedient children. Promiscuous children. Wavery parents. Parents don't want to take their responsibility. Then you have babies coming out of wedlock. It's just so much going on in the world. And there's so much to pray for. So much to intercede for. It's just so much. We're living in a corrupt, dying world that is in need of a Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ. But the world don't want him. And half of the time, really, it's because, really, the church... The church has not been a great representative. Now, I'm not saying all churches are not, because there are some churches that represent God well. But then you have some churches that don't represent God well. Because they preach against something that they're living in secret. Then they preach what makes them popular. And then every time you turn around, 
it's like you come to church, you praise God, you shout, then that's it. Church ain't all about shouting. It's more to church than shouting. Yes, praise is important, very important. Yes, worship is important, very important. But I want my soul to be saved. I want my soul to be on fire. I want deliverance. I want healing. And one thing I had to learn, and I'm learning to today, is we can't depend on man to deliver us. God is our deliverer. Our deliverance is not determined by men. It's determined by God, and it's how we really want it. Because there's a lot of people that says, I want to be delivered. I want to be set free. But they really don't want to be delivered, and they really don't want to be set free. Because every time God delivers them from something, they go back to it. I can testify and say that back in the day, when I was a young adult, I had a form of godliness. I did. I can say that. I had a form of godliness. I did. I really, really did have a form of godliness. I thought I was better than everybody else. I was so religious. I had a form of godliness, and I did. I really, really did. And it was one day... God had to sit me down, and he had to have a serious conversation with me. He did. He really, really, really did have to have a serious conversation with me. And sometimes, God has to do that. Why? Because he loves us. He chases those that he loves. He has to have a serious conversation with us. And there's some of us, you know, we want to know how we are doing. We want to know, you know, well, God, am I living right? Am I making the right decisions? You know, but then sometimes we get scared. Sometimes I ain't going to be honest. When I be, when I come to God, I'm like, God, what's going on? What's wrong? I be scared to hear what the Lord is going to say. But I learned something new on it. I think it was the other day I learned something new on my way to work. That And I was watching a video that one of my spiritual sisters sent me when it come down to God being our strength, which is important that God is the source of our strength. Because a lot of us are leaning on people and things to be the source of our strength when God should be the source of our strength. But there was one thing that he said that struck me, and he said that when we come to God, That it shouldn't have to always be for instruction, which getting instruction from God is important, but it's crying out and asking God to help us, to deliver us and set us free, to put us back together again, to restore us, to give us strength, because it's God's strength that keeps us and protects us. So let me give you a few scriptures Okay. Second Timothy three and five, having appearance of godliness but denying the power, avoid such people. Second Timothy 
3, 1, and 5. And it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, pride, abuse, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with consent, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying the power, denying its power, avoid such people. Those are just some characteristics of form of godliness and what you're going to experience from people like that. And it's important to avoid people like that. Avoid people like that. Because when a person has form of godliness, there's really nothing that they can really impart in you. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Second, um, 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 and 17, 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are fully to him. But he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. John 3 and 5 says, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3 and 3 says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And it continues to go on and on and on and on. So you're going to run into people, especially in the last days, and we are living in the last days, where you're going to run into people that have a form of godliness. That's why it's important to test the spirit by the spirit. And don't be moved by what they say, because you have to, you know, see the fruit. Remember the fruit of the spirit. You all know the fruits of the spirit. We um, talked about it a couple of days ago. But if you don't know the fruits of the Spirit, let's go over those fruits real quick. So you'll know what you're dealing with. Amen. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, For the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law.
These are the fruits of the spirit. The fruits that a real child of God must have and must bear. Must have and must bear. Now don't get me wrong. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God daily. And we all do. But we must avoid people that have a form of godliness and that we have to make sure ourselves, that's why we examine ourselves, that we don't have a form of godliness because of who we are. There are so many people in the church that have a form of godliness. Know the truth, but don't want to accept it. Don't want to live by it. And then when you tell them the truth, they reject the truth. They don't want to hear it. That's why in the season, we have to pray for people. Not condemning people, but praying for people. Because in the season, God is looking for people. And I actually forgot to pray when I, you know, started teaching. But that's fine because it happens. But um, God wants to use people. God's, God's plan was never for none of us to, you know, go to hell. You know, none of that. He wanted all of us to come home with him. But unfortunately, not everybody's going home with the Lord. You have some people who operate in the form of God and say, think that they're going home with the Lord, but they're not really going home with the Lord. But God is looking for people he can use. He's looking for people that he can call his intercessors, his prayer warriors, which is basically the same thing. Um, his psalmist. The five-fold ministry. He's looking for people who are willing to suffer with him so that they can reign with him. He's looking for people who is willing to walk upright before him. He's looking for people, and he is. And my question today to you is, will you be his people? Will you be? People have been using this scripture a lot and I've used it a lot. And I believe it's Second Chronicles 7 and 14 where it says, or it could be 4 and 17, um, but you guys know the scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will turn away from their wicked ways, will seek me, I will heal their land after he has heard us. That's the scripture 
and we begin to live in. And I and I don't and I just don't think that that scripture really was meaning for the pandemic itself, but it was just meaning for anything. Because God is willing to save us. He's willing to forgive us of our sins. He's willing to deliver us. He's willing to bring us out. But we can't expect God to deliver us. And then we keep running back to that thing. Because there's going to be a time where your mind is just going to turn into a reprobated mindset. And, and he's just going to give you over. God loves you. But one thing God is not going to do is he's not going to force you to serve him. He's not going to force you to live for him. He's a gentleman. So in this season, people of God, let us stand out. Let us not condemn. Let us not judge. Even though God has given us the right to judge. But judge the way he has written it for us to judge. But let's pray for our brothers and sisters. If we see somebody, a pastor, a bishop, an apostle, a prophet, anybody in the body of Christ, all the way down to the usher or just a regular member, sinning, falling short, messing up, slipping, even though we shouldn't be caught slipping, let's pray for them. Let's lift them up. Because we have to remember, yes, we are Christians. Yes, we're supposed to be ambassadors and representatives of the kingdom of God. But we're still human. We're not perfect. And in the world's mind, they think that we should be perfect. When we're not perfect, we are unperfect people, but we serve a perfect God. Like my pastor always says, we're not spiritual 24-7. We have our flaws. We have our flaws, but we have to learn how to stand out and stand for holiness, stand for righteousness, and start living the way God has ordained and has called us to live. We have to. We have to live according to God's way. Not our way, but God's way. The way he wants us to do that. And I know that there's so much more than what I am giving you now on the form of godliness. But this is all I'm going to have time for today. Because that spirit needs to be exposed. That spirit is going... To have to be exposed. It has to be. 
Because when you're dealing with the spirit, a form of godliness, there is no Holy Spirit. There's no power. Why? Because it denies it. That's what the word of God said. It denies it. It quenches it. There's no fire. There's nothing. And then you have to be careful when you're around people like that. Because they always have something negative to say. How can you be a child of God? But you always have something negative to say. A person who operates with a form of godliness always has something negative to say. Always put their business out there. Never have nothing positive coming out of their mouth. Never have nothing boastful about the Lord or praise coming out of their mouth. They never see nothing good about their situation. They're confused. They're stuck. They're not happy. They pretend to be happy, but they're not. And then they look for happiness in other things. But those things tend to fail. If you look for joy, happiness, freedom, and peace, and all of those things that you should be looking for the Lord for, it's going to fail. God's going to make it fail because you're making those things your God. The Bible says that God is a jealous God, and he will have no gods before you, before him. If you put a woman before God, if you put a man before God, if you put your job before God, money before God, if you put any or anybody before God, anything or anybody before God, God is going to make it fail. Because you cannot say that you are a Christian. But you don't know him. Never seen him, never heard from him. Don't speak to him. Don't communicate with him. You only talk to him when you want something. You don't never give him no praise. Don't never give him no glory. Don't never give him hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. None of these things. But you call yourself a child of God. But you always have that negative coming out of your mouth. You don't spend time with him. You don't spend time in his presence. But you always have something negative coming out of your mouth. Nothing positive coming out of your mouth. Form of godliness. We can't continue to be a people of God that operates under a form of godliness. We're either going to be in with God 100%. Or we're going to have to be out. And it doesn't matter. I'm not perfect. Is it possible for me to be perfect at this point? But I'm striving towards perfection. But I'm going to continue to live, to try my best to live a life that's pleasing to God. I'm going to try to be who he has called me to be. And I'm not going to let nothing stop me. Yes, I'm going to have my days where I'm not going to want to be bothered. But one thing about me, I know how to bounce back. I know how to bounce back. But anyways, that's all I'm going to give today. And I pray that you guys got a pretty much good understanding of 
you know, this message. My main point out of this is, let's be a for real body of Christ. Let's be about let's be about our Father's business and let us not operate with a form of godliness. That's my main point out of this. Amen and amen. But I pray that you all got this word that you received it and that you ran with it. That you ran with it. Amen and amen. I wish I could have given you a little bit more because I know that there was more, you know. Um, but, you know, I believe that that's about a good much right there. But I believe that there was more. But, but yeah, but glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's pray real quickly. Um, sorry I didn't get to pray in before I started, which this isn't the first time I've done this. Um, but let's pray out real quickly. Um, like I said, I pray once again that you all got, you know, the understanding of what was taught. Like I said, I, I wish there was more. I know that there was more I could have gave, but, you know, hopefully, you know, if I bring a part two in, I could give more on this topic. Amen. And glory to God. More information, more biblical information on it. Let's pray real quickly. Lord, I just thank you. Father God, first and foremost, Lord, we repent. Lord, if we've ever had a mindset that consistent with form of godliness. Lord God, let us be for real, for real about what you're doing in our lives. Let us be for real, for real. Let's not be afraid or ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father God, if we ever speak negative, if we ever say words that are negative, we repent. Father God, if we lie, if we cheat, if we steal, if we do anything that is not Christian behavior, Father God, we repent. So, God, we are supposed to be your kingdom ambassadors. So, Lord God, if we don't spend time with you, if we don't pray, if we don't read our word like we're supposed to, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you will forgive us of abandoning you. Forgive us for not spending time with you. Forgive us, Lord God, for not being the church that you have called us to be. But I pray that we will become the church that you've called us to be. Lord God, I ask that you will forgive every apostle, every bishop, every Lord God, every shepherd, Lord God, that's over a flock that you have ordained them to be over. Lord God, forgive the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Lord God, we repent. Lord God, we repent for committing fornication, for committing adultery, for living a double lifestyle. Father God, we repent. Lord God, if we've done anything, Lord God, that was against your will. Lord God, teach us how to have self-control. And that's one of the fruits of the spirits. Yeah. Teach us, Lord God. Teach us how to speak. And teach us how to shut up. In the name of Jesus. So, Father God, I give you the glory. Father God, I give you the praise. Lord God, I release your blood. I release your name over the body of Christ. That you will restore us. That you will, that you will strengthen us. That you will revive us to be who you have called us to be, Lord. So we can stand out. So that we could come out with our hands up, Lord God. 
and that we can keep going. Because we have to understand that we are being spiritually monitored every day in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for the prayers of the righteous for them very much. I thank you, Lord God, for my brother who's praying for me. I thank you, Lord God, for my family who's praying for me. And I'm praying for them as well in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord God. Lord God, yes, we know that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence come taken by force. But, Lord God, we know, Lord God, that the kingdom of heaven always wins. That our God always wins. He'll never be defeated. He never will be. We will never be defeated. But our adversary, the father of lies, is a liar and the truth is not in him. So, Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise and we give you honor, Lord God. I pray that you will strengthen us in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, before I end this prayer, Lord God, I want to pray against Halloween. Lord God. I renounce Halloween and I replace Halloween with a hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Lord God, whatever a witch, a warlock, a sorcerer, anybody that operates in the kingdom of darkness is planning. I pray, Lord God, that their plans will not prevail. That is being uprooted, that is being denounced, and is being cast down. I pray that there will be no fatalities, no deaths. Lord God, if they're planning on putting poison in food, that they're planning on putting in Halloween baskets or even in candies, Lord God. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that there will be no kidnappings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, whatever they are planning, even if it's satanic rituals, Lord God, I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that even as the kids go out and trick-or-treat, Lord God, that they're safe, that they're covered by your blood. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that churches won't hit, um, be able to hold or heal um, trunk or treats anymore because of the history behind that foolishness. In the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you the glory. I give you the praise. And I give you the honor for what you are doing in this season and in this time. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, it was an honor and a privilege once again to come on here and sharing the word of God with you all. Once again, you know, happy one year anniversary and can't wait to do it a whole nother year, which we're getting ready to go into in a couple of months. And like I said, you guys be blessed. Please share this word with someone. I'm probably going to come with a Part two, if I get any more information. Um, but we'll see what happens. But um, like I said, once again, I just pray that you guys understood this um, episode, which I know you guys did. Um, amen and amen. Well, God bless you all to my generational changers, listeners. And let's continue to change lives. And like I said, save souls and bring people to the Lord Jesus because it's not about us. It's all about God getting the glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Glory to God and you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of your week. And as I always remind you guys, you guys are, we are generational changers changing a generation into the next generational changers. God bless.